Welcome to the Michigan Medicine News Break, your daily destination for news and stories about the future of healthcare. Blocks, books, and bikes used to be the staples of childhood. But as more kids grow up with the seemingly endless menu of virtual activities offered through digital media, child development experts worry about the wane of traditional playtime. One pediatrician at the University of Michigan C.S. Mott Children's Hospital has even coined the phenomenon gamified childhood. Quote, free unstructured play promotes interactions that boost vocabulary, nurture parent-child relationships, and encourage social skills and creativity. Play helps young brains develop, says Jenny Rodesky, MD, a developmental behavioral pediatrician and researcher at Mott. But mobile devices are becoming an almost unavoidable part of children's worlds. We hope to demystify the design differences between technology and classic toys and help parents increase open-ended play experiences for their children, end quote. Radeski says there are some benefits in shared technology experiences, such as watching a movie together as a family and discussing it or looking up new recipes to cook together. But children are increasingly on devices alone as parents see them as tools to pacify tantrums, keep children occupied during mealtime, and even as a way to take a break from parenting. Radeski highlights the four key differences between classic and tech-supported types of play and details why parents and pediatricians should take notice. The first difference, Rodesky notes, is child's autonomy. In digital games, the app designer is in control, Rodesky says. Many apps and games are simple, cause-and-effect puzzles or races with a design that constrains the child's behavior. They have a closed-loop design that decides for children what they're going to do next, rather than letting the child's brain take the lead. Quote, the designs behind much of children's digital technology does not support the autonomy, self-realization, and parent-child interaction that traditional play allows, Rodesky says. Another part of autonomy is learning self-control. However, many parents are using mobile devices to keep children seated at the dinner table, calm on brief car rides, or to settle them in bed. These habits may inhibit their ability to learn how to self-regulate emotions and be counterproductive when it comes to good sleep. Unstructured play, on the other hand, puts the child in control. Quote, Child autonomy and control is at the core of unstructured play. The child thinks up what to do, how to do it, and what to do when things don't work out, Rodesky says. Quote, this is where imagination really allows a child to push past old ideas and create new ones, handle strong feelings, and figure things out for themselves, end quote. The second key difference is hooking kids in different ways. While digital games are attention-grabbing, unstructured play is attention-building, Rodesky says. In some apps and games, quote, there are so many over-the-top interactive enhancements, end quote, that children mainly pay attention to these exciting features rather than understanding the concept the app was trying to teach. The third is external versus internal rewards. Apps and games provide many external rewards, such as tokens, candies, virtual toys, or piggy banks, every time children get an answer correct. This is intentional because designers know that young children are driven by rewards, Rodesky notes. What can be problematic is that, quote, children may get over-focused on consuming and collecting. We need to help parents understand this tricky type of design and how inappropriate it is for children and teens who are so susceptible to social feedback. Rodesky says, quote, we don't want children to see play as just collecting and hoarding virtual things, end quote. The rewards of traditional play, however, are internal and social. Quote, When children struggle with a new challenge and figure out a solution, the reward can be subtle, with a sense of satisfaction and self-efficacy, Rodesky says. Quote, Providing children with praise for hard work is appropriate, but it shouldn't be over the top. Otherwise, children can get used to always needing external validation, end quote. The final key difference is solitary play versus social play. Most apps and games are designed in a way that assumes there will only be one user, and children tend to use tablets and smartphones 
smartphones with a body posture that can nudge out social interaction with others, Rudesky says. Quote, in our study comparing play with traditional toys to playing with tablets, there wasn't really that space for parents, Rudesky says. Quote, children created their own solitary space and cocoon around the tablet. It was rare for a child to look up and say, look at this. Parents feel this difference in play, so it's important to help them know it's not their fault. It's an intentional design feature of the tablet, end quote. Meanwhile, toys, nature, art, and music allow for shared experiences. Quote, social play creates space for multiple people to take part, have back-and-forth interactions, and see each other's faces and emotions, Rodesky says. Quote, parents are familiar with playing with toys and books because they probably grew up with them. They probably get their moments of strongest connection and feeling effective with their children when they are playing with well-designed toys. As pediatricians, we can help parents carve out spaces for the traditional play that feels good to them, too. End quote. For more on this story and others like it, please visit www.uofmhealth.org forward slash health blogs.